welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us uh, on this crazy, lovely evening. I won't lie and say I am pretty tired after this weekend. But we are here with episode 80 talking about Rust Cup, the team tournament. We're going to give us the highlight overview of it. Probably not going to go into a ton of details. We will come back and um, have one or two of the team captains on the show going forward or some people from some of the other teams. Um, probably next week or the week after. It depends on how quickly I can rile and wrap them up. We also are going to be talking about user submitted lists. We have three or four or five user submitted lists that I just felt seemed fun to go through. I like that piece. JJ loves that piece because then he gets to steal everybody's ideas and use them for himself. <laughs> and then lastly, we're going to be talking a little bit about Siege of Coruscant list building. And we said we were going to do it. I'm committing to doing it. And hopefully we'll get out in enough time to be able to do a universe extended episode for some tales of the Jedi. With that being said, let's bring JJ into the room. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. I'm excited to go do some uh, Siege of Coruscant uh, out of the two scenario packs that we've gotten. Uh, this by far is the the better one, I would say, uh, just based on um, the pilots that came out for the pack and the scenario itself uh, seems a lot of fun. And yes, Desi, this is a haircut. I do cut my own hair. Uh, my head is a little, my hair is a little messed up because I haven't like combed it or anything. But yes, it is a haircut. Yeah. Doesn't he look spiffy? Spiffy, spiffy. <laughs> he's not wearing his giant's hat. I we. We haven't figured out if he's disowned the Giants yet or not. He didn't like my yeah. uh, my joke last time. So. <laughs> All right. So oh, yeah. there's your Giants hat. I mean, it's funny you wear a beanie and it's not even cold where you are compared to Michigan. I'm about it. It's North Carolina, dude. Yeah. We're how like cold the, is it the there 20s. right now? No, We're it's like not. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's colder than Michigan right now. <laughs> yeah, man. We, we get our cold over here. It's not all, as cold all the time as Michigan, but yeah, we, we get cold here, man. All right. So to begin with, what I wanted to do is remind all the listeners and watchers that we have a survey out currently, and JJ will post the link in the description or into the chat in a few minutes. But we have a survey out about our last um, kind of, we called it our Academy 101 series. Um, segment where we were comparing chess and X-Wing together. So what I did is I put a, a, a quick survey together and essentially what we're doing is asking people to say, okay, here you go. Tell us what you liked about it. Tell us if you listened to it, tell us how you listen and tell us like what you would like to see as a new segment. We also threw some pre-set up pre-con segments inside of there for you to go ahead and select which ones you like. Um, you can vote for as many as you want to vote for and um yeah we just thought that would be a cool way the caveat here and if you missed our special announcement earlier this week our the caveat is if you enter your name and email address you will be entered in for a raffle for some cool um pps prizes planning face syndicate prizes um so we haven't determined which uh what we're going to give it away yet it should be worth the uh, 20 $30 worth uh, is kind of what we were thinking um, in terms of prize support. I have been collecting stuff, um, cards and things like that, that we will be start starting to give away um, in the new year. 
as well as we will have a new Patreon announcement starting the beginning of the new year. If you want to help support the show, we are going to actually have some customized merch available um, in terms of tokens and cards uh, that are my very own, my, my, my very own Corey healed will be helping um, produce for us uh, after we recover from this weekend. So enough about that. Enough about all those fancy things. Um, JJ, how was your weekend? Uh, it was uh, it was good. We actually uh, went out today, or not today, uh, yesterday, to go explore out some of the local areas, some of the local trails around here. So we actually went out to one of the local lakes here to do a trail there uh, with my wife and my daughter. Had a great time. It was nice and cold outside um, over by the lake. Um, it actually went over a small dam, uh, which was actually kind of cool to be able to like walk across that. And um, and then uh, just come home to realize that I haven't done that in like many, many years. My body's totally not prepared for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, basically crashed the rest of the day <laughs> playing X-Wing most of the day, just trying out a bunch of these new lists uh, that, man, there's just so many pilots and there's just so many things to uh, to consider uh, for for like lists and stuff with the new packs. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you had a good weekend. What I want to do before we begin too far and go into Rust Cup or anything else. And this is going to take back before JJ was part of the show. And I'm, I apologize because Charles is not here, but I want I'm, I'm going to go ahead and we did something. And this may become like a once a month type segment that we've been we, we used to do. And it was called Build Your Own Pilot. But the caveat here is we had to do something crazy, like just something out of this world. So what happened was we had a conversation between me, John, Charles, and Matt. And we had a conversation about what would happen if Luke was actually an agent for the Empire. What if he was evil? So I'll bring up our original poll. Um, and this is like, I don't know how old this is. I don't know. Is there a way to tell how old this is? But this is an old poll oh, wow. that we had. Um, <laughs> we, we had put up way back when was if Luke was an Empire pilot, what ship would he be in? What would his ability be? And then we had like a question of, would you have any interest in this specific pilot? Um, so we had 11 people respond. And like I said, I think this was like back in like the first 10 episodes, maybe first 20 episodes that we actually did. Um, and it was basically based on this article that I believe it was Charles or John brought this up, but essentially star Wars is officially making Luke Skywalker an Imperial pilot, which kind of had to do with like the Lego reference and stuff like that. And back, if you remember back in, in legends, Luke is actually an empire um, an agent for the empire. So. Makes sense. I mean, this is around the time that Captain America came out as uh, as a, uh, a Hydra agent, which they kind of spoofed a little bit. So, yeah. So what we did is I took some of the response or uh, some of the responses and my own, and I put him in there. So in the poll, out of all the ships, the tie interceptor, <laughs> Was the ship that was chosen for Luke Luke to be in if he was if he was part of the Dark Empire? 
It, yes, wow. that is Luke the clone. That's why I put that one in there. So obviously, I, this card is not perfect. Um, I was trying to, I forgot about this, and then I was prepping for the show, and I found all this information from like over a year and a half ago, and I was like, all right, I'm going to make this card really quick. And shout out, I don't know where if Andrew created this template, but shout out to Andrew. He's the one that turned me on to this, um, this, this GIMP template that I'm able to use. Um, and so you're going to have to forgive. I didn't know how to use all of it. So I don't have all of the actions. The actions are the same as the, the actions on the interceptor. They're not changing. It's just, it's the same thing. The difference is, is that Luke gets one shield and three force, <laughs> three force. So you still have the same um, auto thrusters action. But JJ, would you like to tell us what the two abilities on the card are that you're going to uh, hate? It's pretty gross. So the chassis ability, I'm assuming, is auto thrusters. As you perform an action, you may perform a red boost or barrel action. And then it looks like his secondary ability is after you spend a force on an attack that hits, you regain one force. And then develop Sif Apprentice, which is another ability. At the beginning of the system phase, spend one force to perform an action, then only spend force on offense for the rest of your turn. And considering that you this probably was written before Darth Vader Defender came out, that's <laughs> yeah. actually pretty spot on. Like I like that. <laughs> I do not agree, however, with three force. You've got to be out of your damn mind to give a tie interceptor with a shield. <laughs> i6 i mean i mean unless he's like 14 points and okay no, fine, you know no. do whatever you want but <laughs> seven seven points that way Gosh. i can run him and boy vader together but here's the catch he actually has no loadout whatsoever no slots no he just, he just has no. <laughs> no. he has a reload action with no missiles or bombs <laughs> or anything so um, that's just a mistake on my part. I couldn't figure out how to get all those things <laughs> off there fast enough tonight. So I just like I was like, screw it. I'm just gonna make I'm gonna show everybody this just because I thought it was a fun thing. <laughs> I six interceptor with reloadable prockets. All right, all right, Desi. Oh, the only upgrade you could take is prockets. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Um guaranteed five hits every other turn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you're not adding any dice, just the pocket it's not guaranteed you system phase target lock and then you, you can't because focus... interceptors don't have that interceptors oh, yeah, don't have that you'd have That's to have right. targeting computer targeting computer yeah 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 so you just focus uh, evading every turn yeah okay That's if fair. you have no That's slots fair. i mean if you, you do run... have slots i'm giving you, could, you could, we could oh maybe we should make a standard loadout card with juke yeah, and reload Desi. that's exactly what i was gonna say Tarkin crew on a Reaper. Um, that's that's how you get Luke. That's the target lock. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> that is that's really gross. Actually, stop, stop it, stop it, Tesla. <laughs> stop ruining my card. Um. Anyway, so we just we thought this was kind of a fun thing. This is what we did in the past. If you if you do like it, you know, um, maybe I don't know. I don't know what's the best way to pull people anymore. But anyway, I thought this was a fun segment. I just thought I create. I found this and I wanted to create the card really quick. Because I was like, ah, oh, JJ's going to get a kick out of how degenerate like me and John and Charles and Matt were originally. And like, I still have the original episode doc with like all of our different opinions in it. So obviously mine is is the, the biggest. Charles was, I'd put him in an interceptor, but give him the same X-Wing ability. Um, but for offense, 
right? So that's kind of where some of that came from. Um, Matt wanted him in the Advance X1. Uh, So while you... What's that? Like his father before him. Yes, like his father before him, who who is somehow alive at the same time. I don't know. While defending, you can spend one force charge, um, one blink to an evade. Uh, so that seems pretty good. That seems pretty good. <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine was to have three force. <laughs> but mine, <laughs> mine was is to spend one force at the beginning of the system phase, and you perform one action. If you do only force, can only be spent on an attack. The other one, the other option I had originally put in there is you could spend two force to perform one action um, at the engagement phase instead of the system phase, but then you could um, only spend force on defense. And I kind of like, that's why he had the three force originally. That was like the original idea behind it. Um, We were going to give him light side and dark side upgrades. Oh, gross. Heck no. See, I would... um, And a purple target lock. We were going to give him a purple target lock. Heck no. I, I would have added the caveat that he cannot be in a list that includes Star Vader because obviously Palpatine would have replaced Vader with Luke. That is true. We could put rule of two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I just I I had to I had to bring this up and create this. I spent I spent like 45 minutes doing this. So it's probably a waste of time, but um I thought it was funny and I just kind of wanted to uh to bring people back into it but if you want for anyway back to our current survey so all that was was just supposed to say hey come engage in our survey um because essentially we have different segments the ones these are the ones jg and i kind of like suggested um and and these are the kind of the ones that we have been toying around with and have some stuff written for them um but if you have an opinion and you want to give us like your own opinion what you would think is nice uh, we would love to have that because essentially we're going to determine do we want a series or do we want just like a one-off type segment? And if it's something that's just like a one-off type segment, I'm going to tell you it's going to get put on the list and it'll be 90% probable that'll get included. There, there is still like a little bit of a veto boat vote. If um, it's like crazy, like why should Torkel Mux be in every single list? I, you know, like, like <laughs> I'm just going to veto that right now, just as a heads up. Um, <laughs> but you can, if you want to fill out the survey, the links in the description, um of the show and it'll be in the link and twitch as if you want to watch that as the replay and again don't forget we have a raffle this is going to be open for till the last week of december we are going to reveal the results and kind of the direction and the raffle winner the first sun all right i should double check that is the first sunday january 2nd if it is we probably will not do it on the second uh, this it's the first so the the first real sunday <laughs> in january is january 8th and that's when we're gonna finalize all the results so make sure you have everything in to be drawn for the raffle before the 31st of december after the 31st of december submissions will not be considered um for raffle you can still submit your request all you want but the raffle piece is going to be closed at that point um and then we will announce all the changes and all the fancy stuff on January 8th. It's unfair, JJ. Yep. That sounds great. Yep. And remember JJ and I have a bet. That's right. Yep. 
I completely forgot what it was, but I have to watch back the last episode. <laughs> you forgot what our bet was? Oh, my gosh. All right. So let's spend a few quick moments. Uh, why don't we look at... Um, oh, you can't really see it. Oh, yes, you can. So currently, uh, Team Endgame and Team Fox for the Nickel City Draft League Season 2 is still up for grabs. The last game between CFIS and Fox is on the line. If CFIS takes it, Endgame will be home field advantage. If if Fox takes it with a commanding lead, Fox will get home field advantage this this, uh, playoff season. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tight right now, although I think uh, Greg already foreshadowed that, you know, we are going to have home field advantage. Um, I, I believe it, you know, I'm um, just waiting for <laughs> the uh, the results to come in just to, to prove the prophecy true. Yep. And it looks like <laughs> Team Havoc and Team Tinder Gods, congratulations to both of you. Both Crispy and Nick will be facing down each other next week um, for the finals. And we'll be facing Team Fox with uh, whether we don't know whether we're going to have home field advantage or not. But we will be finishing off. Uh, congratulations to Mega Milk Yugen, CFIS, Payback, and NJO for an amazingly hard-fought season. I know sometimes these numbers don't look right, but there was so many games that were very close. Um, yeah. Very, very week. close games. Every week. Yeah. Yeah, every week it was it was always coming down to like the last uh, the last game for most of these uh these matchups between these teams and it's um it's it's pretty crazy when you look at even the spread of points that each player uh was uh was getting um it's the the deviation is very very small like there's a very little uh gap between the top player and the lower player in terms of like points so it's been it's been really good uh to to see that in 2.5 you don't see quite as many blowouts as um as we used to yeah no, and I, like I said, I think it, I think it was a good. It, so far, it's been a good run. Um, we were very lucky to get in. How about that? Like, I will not say that that we were also on the fence yeah. this week. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, you could point to my game in particular on yeah. uh, on Thursday night. The miracle shot onto uh, Kylo Ren that had one force uh, from a weapons this uh, a weapons malfunctioned uh, wolf. It was. A shot that, a I mean, I I just I can't believe it that I actually won that match. It was such a crazy game. All right. Well, why don't we transition into some team event stuff? Um, and we're we'll talking just a little bit about my weekend. And again, I, I promise we're gonna go more in depth. There, there's so much to unpack. And I actually, I have to correct myself from last week. Um, the, I didn't quite understand how all the pairings and tournament stuff worked. So we're going to go through a little bit of that and then we're going to kind of talk about my experience and, and how well or how horrible I did uh, this weekend. Um, I will tell you out of the four games I played, I had two one point games, <laughs> like literally wow. one point. La- it was literally the last um, action that that was taken to to win or lose each of those games. So um, it was crazy. So first things first, first things first. We on the in Grand Rapids, we are called considered West Michigan. We are the West Siders. We have an East Side 
rivalry, rivalry, rival. How do you say those words? Rivalry. Yes. Thank you. Sorry, I'm very <laughs> tired. Nobody, nobody. I don't sleep, and everybody gets up early at the Airbnb. Um, so I had about um twelve hours of sleep this weekend, um, plus whatever naps I got in the car. So there's always kind of been a rivalry. We had the Michigan GT, which ended in a tie between me and Sanizuski. It would definitely did not favor either side. We got to play the best spin bench warmers, which is the East side team. And we won that round four to one. I'm sorry. It was not four to one. It was three to one to one. There was one tie between our very own Zach and Alex Merle, who is probably going to be joining the cast in the next week or two to talk about Russ cup, like the actual, like, statistics that I'm hopefully going to get about the Rust Cup. Um, if not, he's going to be joining us just for the hell of it because I invited him on. Um, so we had we went 3-1-1 one, and one for that round with them. But, spoiler alert, our team was able to take the tournament at second place. So, nice. yay and nay. Good and bad. But yes, we were second place. Uh, we were all very proud to be there. And, um, you know, those metal tokens that they gave out at, War at Adepticon um, yeah. that Dion gave out, they actually cast tokens that are a little bit smaller in size, which is better. And they have an evade on one side and a Focus calculate on the other side. Oh, nice. And nice. everybody got two just for participating in the whole event. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about the event. So, uh, uh, the name of the event was called the Rust Cup. Uh, that was the name of the event. They are going to probably do one next summer or next winter. I hope they pick winter, um, because summer, uh, that place was very warm and it was cold outside. So <laughs> we sweated all day in, in jeans and a t shirt, but it was very warm. It was like 80 <laughs> degrees in there the whole day. We didn't have to wear masks, thank God. Because like that would have yeah. been like I I would have been dead. Yeah, yeah. Not being able to breathe in that kind of warm situation, it's gross. Yeah, that's why I yeah. hated it in Florida. Yeah. Um. So there. <laughs> I think he just hated it in Florida because Florida sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Poor Charles. Yeah. Uh, poor Charles. Poor Pim. Poor Charles. <laughs> poor Crispy. Anyway, so the way that the um tournament worked right is. You had to bring a team of a minimum of five people and you had to bring seven lists though. You didn't have to play all the lists, but you had to bring seven lists. No questions asked. Um, what they did, and then we're, we'll kind of get into some of the nuances of why we became second place over other teams in a second here. Um, but essentially the way that the, the tournament works is five out of the seven lists have to be played each round. Hence why you have to have five people. What would happen is your you had to have your list preset, everything ready to go, just like a normal tournament. Everything, standard rules, all of that, gibberish, same thing. What the your captain would do is take two lists and go up to the opposing team you got paired with, and they would give you two lists, and you would give them two lists. And that's how that would work. So um, that way you could pair whoever you wanted to those two lists and they could pair whoever they wanted to the other two lists. So for example, I was given up at least three 
two to three times. So basically they said, hey, we don't care who you pay t- pair Tanner's list with. Um, and again, our team was a little different because we had seven people. So we all knew what like what what faction we were playing. <laughs> like it wasn't even a question. It was just like Tanner's playing CIS and Corey's playing resistance. We never swapped. Other teams would just hand lists, not players. So that was where like this weird caveat came in. Other teams like so, for example, the bench warmers didn't have to have Corey play uh, or uh, Cody would play FO if they didn't want to. It would be beneficial to have him do that. But what they would do is hand their FO list over and then that would get paired with somebody on their team. So that's kind of how like the beginning of the pairings worked. So you always had two people that kind of were the sacrificial lambs. Um, and then you would take two of your your two of your team would then pick against theirs. So if I was the CIS handed over to them and Corey, so let's just say me and Corey are the two that got handed over. Um, they could pair me with anybody on their team that they hadn't given us a list for, and they could pair anybody Corey to anybody on their team, any list um, that they hadn't handed over. So let's say they gave us an empire and a separatist list. Me and Corey could not play against those lists because those were for us to choose. We would play either rebel, which I played two rebel lists. Um, that was super fun. Um, and anyway, that's how that, that would work. So then we would pair the other two and then the last list would be unknown and you would just pair them. So then you would always have, so like what we were doing is me and Sean and Matt were the kind of the go-to guinea pigs and D, um, like kind of in that order. So if me, Matt, Sean, and D, we would sit down, we would look at all the lists and here, actually I can bring up the list or kind of bring up the list. So you can kind of see what the sheet looks, looks like. Um, so essentially each of the teams, so like freedom squadron would have, this is, this is their list. They would tell us what the list was. And then we would know these are all of the pilots in the list. Interesting. Okay. Which I actually fought this list. (laughs) Yeah. So you wouldn't get any, uh, details on their loadouts. You just knew what, what the, uh, no, no, we did. We had the Yasby links. We knew exactly what they were running in there we didn't know who was running it though okay out of their team and our team we already knew they nobody knew that we did that though like nobody knew we weren't switching lists until the very end somebody i think somebody figured it out the very end (laughs) that oh they just have an individual person playing for each each list which we did like in fairness (laughs) that's a smart way to go honestly yeah 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 and like so because it's all of my locals you know so we had matt was running his gt list for the most part D had a, a Morna, Vizier, Gideon, and Obsidian list. Um, Zach had his Boba, Mando, Kanan, Scum list. Rez- Corey had Elo, Tally, Sefton, Zay, and Finn. And I hate Finn. Um, then Brendan ran the list he's been running for FO, like, constantly. And then Sean had this. And by the way, this is a really good list. Just so you know. This is a really good list. I don't know if Sean's uh, Sean, I think went three and one with one lot with his one loss being by one point. Um, just like me, but this stupid piece of crap SOC list for Republic is really good. Just as an FYI to anybody that wants to win Republic. And then this is my CFI list, which or CIS list, which they, they called um, the iron assembler Minecraft Steve. Like that was like the, <laughs> the thing. And, and to be honest with you, I've already talked to Corey. 
I'm we're gonna create a a promo card for the Iron Assembler, which I'm sure nobody wants, but we are gonna do that with Minecraft Steve on there somehow. I'm gonna have my daughter design like a Minecraft character for us, and we're gonna call it the Iron Assembler, and we're gonna make a card for it. Just so everybody knows ahead of time, we are making an Iron Assembler, and that's just for me. That's my personal. I get to, I pay for it, so I get to make the decision on that one. See, for me, I would have done a vulture with Iron Man colors. That's what I would have done. We can make uh we can make iron we can make an Iron Man colored iron assembler Steve. <laughs> yeah. We could do that. Or maybe put a little Iron Man helmet in the bottom. I don't know if we get flagged for copyright. I guess we're not popular Probably. enough that it matters. It doesn't matter. Nobody <laughs> nobody's gonna see our card. I have another story for you. Um that's not related to Rust Cup, but remind me later about somebody selling promo cards. We're gonna have a conversation about that at the end of the show. Cause it's bullshit. Okay. Um, but and you're going to get a laugh out of this. But anyway, so what would happen is essentially they would say me and Matt and they would say both of the R2 lists here, B and H column. Here you go. You guys pair them with whoever you want. And then they would have to hand us so like Freedom Squadron. Um, what they would they what they would hand us is they would say, OK, here's our scum list and here's our resistance list. These are the two you guys pair your team, whoever the heck you want to pair up against it. So it was really cool. So in this one, I faced the rebel list. I don't remember everybody else's pairings, unfortunately, right now. <laughs> but I faced this rebel list. And then, um, um, you know, so anyway, so then you, you would get paired with the two. And then you would have one person left over. So let's say it's these, these four were predetermined. That means they have three lists less left over. And then we would have three lists left over and we would just get to say, okay, well, we're going to select Brendan's going to be our fifth anomaly and they're going to select, you know, like their CIS person to play them. And that's how the pairings would work. Here's the best part. You didn't know the scenario, by the way, at all. It was random. And you want to know how random it was? You wonder how many times I played scramble? Three. Yes. Out of four times I played, (laughs) I played chance and scramble. Yeah. Like, and I'm just sitting here every time, every time it happened, I was like, oh, scramble again. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, no, that's my favorite one. It's okay. For my list, it's my favorite one. I actually hate that. I actually, um, not scramble, I'm sorry, assaulted a satellite. It's a satellite one. Yeah. Um, that's, I played assault three times and chance engagement once. Wow. That's, that's a really good matchup actually for you, listener, for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ugh. And I'll tell you anyway. So, so that's that's kind of how the pairings would work. And then you would sit down, you would play, you would get wins. So basically, the way they countered it is a couple of different things. If your team played and won all five scenarios, so uh, or all four scenarios, so you had five players. So if four scenarios, you won the list with four of them, you got a special pin. For it so it was like a sub point is what we're going to call it so your wins counted the most and then these weird unique identifiers were like your sub pins that you could get so we did that three times or they counted it three times even the one time we tied we did that three times because we had two rounds we went four and one or three and one and four and one basically um so there was that. 
Um, and then the second thing was, is you basically had to be able, you had to win or play with every one of your, your lists. So basically you couldn't not play with one of your lists. That was like the, and again, it was because their theory was, is that we'd have multiple three and twos and that was the tiebreaker. So we played with every one of our lists. So everybody on our team got a minimum of three games. Everybody did. Um, we put everyone in for a minimum of three games. And then we, been, we, you know, like I actually played four games out of the five. Um, so I was hoping to kind of go to the bar early, but I didn't get to. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, got ben- I got benched my fourth game and then came back and played in the fifth game. Um, which I wish we did normal tournaments like that, where like you got to play two games and have a break for the third game, come back and play another one. I felt so much better after I did that. Yeah. Like it was like yeah. it was actually really refreshing. I was able to like I sat down and played a game at Aces High with Count Dooku and like got my ass handed to me. But Count Dooku doing too hard. I'm going to throw throw force at you too hard. Throw force at you. Oh, you can kill me. I'm going to one bank and cloak. <laughs> oh, I'm getting three dice. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, until yeah. you got a struggle. Until I got a structural damage. And that was pretty bad. <laughs> or or they had blackout. It blackouts so like I was behind a rock cloaked and they're like, yeah, you still only get two dice. And I was like, oh, that was sad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun event, man. I think that, um, I, you know, after be- being able to um, to participate in Crate Cup, I definitely enjoy the team tournaments a lot. Um, even online, uh, we, you know, doing the um, uh, the XVT or sorry, the uh, XCC uh, event, like, you know, helping that out uh, this last season and, uh, and now Kuiper uh, coming up next month. Um, we, uh, we, we have our team, right? We officially have our team and uh, we're going to be playing in Kuiper cup as a team ourselves. So it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. I really enjoy these team events. Yeah. And so essentially for, for this tournament, we did five rounds. We had, there were seven teams total. There was five rounds. Um, and essentially there was a buy um, that happened every round to get your win for the buy though. So if you got a buy, you didn't just get a win. You had to come back and win the next round or it didn't count. So if you, so let's say you were the team that got the round, the buy round one, if you didn't win round two, you didn't get your buy win. It was super brutal. Like that was really, really brutal. We got lucky and didn't get a buy at all. We thought we were going to. But Bespin got, got a buy for the last round um, for it. So they were not able to compete. So uh, let me go through real quick. And I know this is probably boring for some people, but I, I find this. I thought this was really fun and I had a really good time uh, this weekend. And then maybe we could talk about some fun stuff and then get into lists. But essentially, the first round, we played Freedom Squadron and we went two and three. So we lost that round. We had two wins. Um, then we had the second round. We played Burning River, and we also had two wins um, and three losses. So we lost that round. Then we came back round three and played Veteran Instincts. We won that round four to one, and I was the one loss for that round. I felt so bad. I lost by one point in that one to a Rebel Han list, and it was right. At, I couldn't kill. Frickin' Arvel. I, could, I killed Wes Jansen right away, but I could not kill. I just couldn't kill Arvel to save my life. No matter what I did, I could not get rid of Arvel. And I couldn't get rid of um, the other ship that 
should have died was um their their saw U-wing. And what happened was the way the board was set up, they brought Saw in towards the center. So here's Grievous. Fly, 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 fly. Grievous does a bunch of damage. Then the Ewing rotates, does a stop rotate, thinking that I'm going to go past him to go around. And I do a one hard while stressed and get another outmaneuvered range one shot. Take that bloody Ewing down to almost nothing, right? Bring my Grievous all the way back around. So I'm in the center, go all the way through the center and back around. And I did a three straight, which I shouldn't have done. I should have done a two straight, but I did a three straight and then I barrel rolled all the way to the left. Um, and I don't remember if I went back or forward and I would, I missed like, like by millimeters getting the hit. He went three straight and I missed it by millimeters. And it's all because I forgot he had a loose stabilizer. Oh, <laughs> and if, so tough. if I had done the two and barrel rolled, I would have had him at least like for a shot and been able to go back around and get him. So because I couldn't take Saw off the board, it was the last round. I finally sent Django in to kill Saw, but he moved Han in and took two objectives. And that was, you know, after I took one objective and then um, he was able to, you know, he lost Saw and that was the end of Saw. But still, like it was, it came down to the wire for that one. Um, yeah. Then the, the fourth round, we played Bespin, uh, the Eastsiders, and we won three, one and one. And then the last, the last round we played Steel City, and we won four to one in that one. Nice. And that was the same thing. Corey had a like very hard. He, I know why Charles hates Soonterfell. Soonterfell lived on like one health for like half the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Soonterfell is just notorious for either uh, like living the entire game with the dice or dying on turn one from range three obstructed. Yeah, Golly. that's my luck with with scenes here. But that guy, that guy definitely had Corey's number with that scene. It, it was so bad, and uh, it, that was so bad. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, we came in second out of everybody. Um, and essentially, uh, no team went undefeated. Everybody, um, we had fifteen total wins. The team that won had thirteen or twelve, thirteen total wins. So yeah. um, we were if we had won our first round or our second round, we would have won the whole thing. So we were pretty close, pretty close. But I think everybody else was. And I think what did it is because we were able to have we were able to take a bunch of the scenarios um, on multiple turns. And then we were also able to um, play all of our lists um, more than one time. So. Like I said, yes. everybody on our team got at least three plays. So um, it was just easier that way. And, and it made everybody feel, you know, like I felt it felt good. You know, like it didn't matter what who you were. We we did a little bit of prep that not everybody else did. We went through everybody, everybody else's list and like ranked it like good, bad or neutral. <laughs> That's what we did. We put we put quite a good bit of prep into this. Um, this, but it was fun. It was kind of cool. And I, I, I will tell you the non X-Wing stuff like I did end up getting um I have like I have issue I've like health issues a little bit and they ended up flaring up at the end of Saturday so that kind of sucked but I mean Friday night was fun we learned we played this board game called uh the saboteur I don't know if you've ever oh, played yeah, it before yeah it's like yeah, you have your miners and saboteurs 
we played that twice, three times uh, that this weekend, and we've learned in our local group who's a good saboteur and who's not. I am not. <laughs> I helped. <laughs> I helped the miners when um, when I shouldn't have. And you can ask Zach. Zach's like, "Who's the other saboteur?" Nobody knows. And I was like, "It's me. I'm sorry." <laughs> like I helped that's them the, win. That that's what makes a good saboteur is that you you deceive them in thinking that you're helping them when all of a sudden you strike. You strike at the at the best moment possible. I know I just struck struck too late. <laughs> and it was funny. It was funny because we were accusing each other all the time. Who's the saboteur? Who's not the saboteur? Like, and like, we were like, like the last game we were preemptively like putting like the, uh, you, there's these cards that stop you from laying, um, mine cards and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I just randomly picked somebody and said, you're the saboteur. <laughs> They're like, fuck you. And so they decided to go after me. And then I actually was a saboteur. Um, so they got it right. So then I couldn't play cards down to screw with them. And then I couldn't clear my name and I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So um, yeah, we ended up we ended up losing. Uh, Zach and I did. But that was after they decided to hit, throw a wild card and take one of the cards. And and basically one of the cards. So like normally when you have like six people, there's only two saboteurs. So Sean went to bed. And we had three saboteur cards in there. So what we did is shuffle them, dealt them out, and had one left over and didn't tell anybody. So round two, we ended up with three saboteurs versus three miners, and all the saboteurs sat next to each other. So like once they started figuring it out who it was, like they won that one very easily. Yeah. <laughs> so other than that. I don't know that we, it was a fun weekend. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Um, it was fun to connect with people that, um, I play X-Wing with and I can understand why people say, Hey, why do we like going to these tournaments to reconnect with people? Like I, we got to hang out with the, the everybody from the East side, which almost never happens. And they got to, they got to, um, Corey's going to hate me for saying this, but they got to make fun of Corey quite a bit for a couple of times that they've played. Cause I've only been playing for, you know, two years and I've only really been playing against the East Siders for a year since we've been back in person, but not Corey. Corey has, there's some stories about Corey where he's flown two full health elf X wings off the board <laughs> in a tournament against <laughs> one of them. So anyway, so it was, it was a fun time. There was, there's a lot of old um, stories and there's lots of kinship. And, um, you know, even afterwards it was funny because uh, the, the we essentially all went out to dinner afterwards, and then some of the locals that were playing in the tournament came out and had dinner with us as well, and that was kind of fun um, to get to hang out with people outside of just saying, "Hey, we beat you or you beat us" type stuff. So yeah, that's awesome. That that's probably the best part of X Wing is the after tourney uh, like festivities, just going out, going out to eat, and just uh, just having fun with uh, with all the players outside and um, and just having a great time. All right. You ready to build or look at some lists? Let's do it, man. So I think we've... <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get to the SLC ones or not. We'll find out. We will. We will? All right. We will. So we wanted to do a community list building segment. And this is, I think this is JJ's favorite segment. Like, hands down. This is, this is what JJ lives and breathes and dies for. So we had um, somebody post in the chat uh, list. And so I said, hey, if we're going to do one, why not do a couple of them, right? Like, why just yeah. stop at one? So we're going to start with Ani 
Jaeger's tyranny list. JJ, yeah. would you like to tell us what's on that list? So this is a first order list. Uh, we have Agent Tierney that came out in the new Hotshots and Aces 2 pack uh, in the Z-Class shuttle with Proud Tradition, Center Buoy Suites, and Kylo Ren crew. Uh, Follow-up is Jewel Jergerod in the TIE Bomber with Feedback Pink, Concussion Missiles, Skill Bombardier, and Proton Bombs. Then we have Scorch in the Bomber as well with Feedback Pink, Concussion Missiles, and Proton Bombs. Backdraft in the Thai SF with Proud Tradition, Fire Control System, Concussion Missiles, and the First Order uh, Tech, Ordnance Tech. And then we have Commander Malaris in the Thai FO with Cluster Missiles to round off the list here. Uh, this is a very solid uh, list here. I definitely like um, having these four ships available here um, to back up Agent Tierney to uh, go in there. It's kind of very uh, reminiscent of the old meta. For first order, having these two first order bombers going in and being able to drop bombs there. Um, for those not familiar with Joel Jargerod's ability, he's able to perform that um, that boost action, uh, kind of like uh, like Daredevil, uh, and can get those um, get the the rear arc into a really good spot to drop those proton bombs off. Um, Kylo Ren crew uh, on Ancient Tyranny. I was kind of thinking of it. Uh, so Kylo Ren crew basically gives uh, the ability for the TIE silencer for Kylo Ren. You can assign the dark side condition to an enemy, and if they suffer a crit, then you uh, they flip that particular crit, and it can go through the shields, even if they have shields and they suffer a crit. Um, that's pretty interesting, especially when you're considering like salvage mission um, or scramble, for instance. You can assign them a panic pilot. And if you get a single crit through, um, even if it's under the shields, they get double stressed and they're not able to um, to do any scenario actions and uh, or like pick up a crate or scramble transmission. And that, that can actually be pretty good. I like that. So I actually did, too, and I did not know Kylo Ren um, crew existed. I'll be honest, like I, I did not know that was something that that genuinely existed until this game. Until um, you, yeah. they sent over this list. So, um, I am all for that. I'm a. I don't know about the sensor buoy buoys. Uh, that I'm not sold on those as a, as an upgrade. To be perfectly honest with you. So the the purpose for the sensor buoy suite is to combo with feedback ping because they serve as a device. Yep. That can help set up a target lock for Scorch and Jewel Jargerod on the um, on the bombers there, um, and then beyond that, Agent Tyranny is just able to jam from a long distance or grab a target lock from a longer distance. Yeah, and and I do I do agree like with that. I just am not sold that those things live very long. Like just to be honest with you, because if you put them on your opponent's side of the board, they get ousted pretty quickly. Um, like for example, if when 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 Brendan would put them he would either have them on his side of the board and move too far past them, or he would have them on partially on my side of the board. And I would, even with my droids, I would slow roll and just try to kill them. I even spent an energy shell once killing a buoy just because it's on a rock that I wanted to sit on. Yeah. You know, um, for me, it's it, um, cause I, I've had quite a uh, bit of experience. We had a team tournament last year around this time. I forget what it was. Uh, where I ran first order and I had Tavson with sensor buoy suites and then Kylo Ren and, and, um, and, and blackout. Um, the sensor buoy suites actually worked extremely well 
uh, for me. Um, and the way I, I played them is keeping them towards the center of the of the board. Um, I would always have an obstacle towards the center, and then the opposite of where I was planning to deploy with Tapson, so that way I could fly towards that direction. So that would that would always give me a passive target lock for whenever I needed it. Um, so it, it just, it does take a little bit of practice. And of course it also does depend on the list that you're flying against. Droids definitely, uh, want to target those to take them out. Um, but I think that it's, it's, it's still a, a solid upgrade. Yep. The other, um, the other change, there's two other changes I would make one on Malaris. If, since we're going for the, the Kylo crit chain type stuff, I actually would put, um, mag pulse on, on Malaris. Yeah because she's an i5 yeah and then on top of her being an i5 she can do that crit with you know start that crit chain type stuff so yeah um i i think i don't know like i i won't how about this malaris with mag pulse whether kylo's in the list or not is my opinion uh, to the most part better especially if you have a two if you have three concussion missiles that you're shooting um that, cl- that that cluster missile is not going to be as good as Magpult. The other thing I would change is I would not put the first order ordinance tech at all on um, backdraft. So I do want to have a conversation on that because yep. I have uh, a preferred way to set up backdraft, but I'm curious to see how you normally would outfit backdraft. Well, I would either do DT798, which I can't remember the guy, the kid's name yeah, from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there I would I would probably put them on or special forces gunner um you know in that list in that list i think if you want to maintain everything else you use dt798 um because now you're handing out strains and your concussion missiles are a lot more guaranteed to hit how about that um that's kind of how i uh, how i would do those do those things um especially if we're going to leave the feedback paying um, I don't know if I like the fire control either, but that that's just me. Um, you only give out strains to allies. To for uh, DT, hang on, let me pull up that. No, it says you may choose a friendly ship in your firing arc. If you do, that ship gains a strain. I don't know. Like I, I feel I don't know. I get that it gives the strain to the bombers or whoever you give it to. Like Agent Tyranny probably doesn't care if they if she has it right. Like I don't know if she cares. Um, I don't know. I, I you could you could switch the to you could drop fire control and go to special forces gunner and that's like the other. That's the way I've ran backdraft is with special forces gunner, but I've also not ran concussion missiles on backdraft ever like at all normally i run backdraft naked and i would use pattern analyzer instead of um concussion missiles and i only say that because pattern analyzer allows backdraft mobility with proud tradition that you're not you you could take target lock focus and 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 pattern analyze the target lock and then focus with proud tradition so i normally would not run concussion missiles i do understand in this list why you would why you want to right um so i think that that's kind of a 
I don't know. I think it's, it's a toss up to me. I think the, I would dump concussion missiles and add pattern analyzer. And then I would probably uh, dump FT FCS and and put special forces gunner or put the DT seven, nine, eight on there and keep FCS one of the two. Cause I guess if you keep FCS, you don't have to spend your target lock if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just having that, that, um, that passive revolt for a single die um, is just really good, just so you can conserve that um, that starter lock. I do agree with you with your with your build up for uh, backdrop. I do like the pattern analyzer combo with prod tradition, um, especially once backdrop already uh, gets past the a an enemy list to keep that rear arc to um, to shoot out the back for backdrop's ability, um, being able to turn around. Um, to keep time on target is very critical, um, or even doing the hard one on the uh, on the tie of sub style uh, to trigger pattern analyzer and prod tradition without having to you know turn around is uh, is very very good on those tie SFs. Um, for uh, for the gunner slot, um, definitely agree with you. Either uh, Brooklyn or the uh, special forces gunner, either one is really good. Um, I do get the drawback for the putting the strain on a friendly, but typically for that, I would normally put a, a strain on a friendly that's um, probably already had uh, no other shots going in there or is bumped against another ship that only has a range zero, so you can kind of pick and choose. Um, and it is a main ability, um, so if, if you're able to get it, it's great. If not, you don't have to use the ability, and it's it can still do some work there. So yeah. All right. So there you go, Ani Jaegers. There is that. Next up, we have Sandy with a double Desi. JJ, what is this three-ship list? It's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. So the first one we have here is a Rear Admiral Shurnu in the VT-49 Decimator here. He comes equipped with Ruthless, a Darth Vader crew, Minister Tua, Triple Zero, and BT-1. Then we have Captain Oiken with Ruthless, Death Troopers, Fifth Brother, and the Dauntless title. And then Second Sister, who's the new TIE Interceptor pilot from the Hot Shots and Aces Pack 2, with Juke and Shield Upgrade with Sensitive Controls to round off that list there. Uh, really interesting. This is a variant of the um, of the Mornikey list. Rear and Mishurnu being able to attack at I-5, especially with Vader and Tua on there, is really nice. Um, you can essentially use um, triple zero uh, first to uh, give out a strain, or sorry, give out a stress or take a calculate. Darth Vader being able to uh, strip away tokens uh, from that uh, from an enemy ship or uh, give them automatic damage if they have no tokens. And then BT-1 Gunner, if they take the stress, instead of giving Shurnu the calculate to uh, to make those uh, those criticals go through really well. And then uh, Oiken being able to stay uh, in and, uh, and basically deny you from taking off your stress with Death Troopers and uh, being able to push crits with Fifth Brother is really really good and second sister just coming in after all that uh being able to juke your tokenless ships is it's a really spicy list it's good yeah so the only the only thing i would say is i i some wonder if you would could change oinkin to Mornaki. um 
and I'm a little confused on the ruthless, other than I guess if you run the two desis next to each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's just a guarantee that you're getting this. It's it's a very aggressive offensive build. Yeah. Yeah. Like this 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 you have to guarantee you're gonna burn down the the uh, the opposition because I don't think this does well at all in objectives. <laughs> like maybe outside of assault. Assault yeah. it probably does really well. Um, yeah, assault it definitely does very well, but in terms of like uh, salvage or or, uh, or even scramble, actually no, I think it'll do good in scramble. But with salvage, uh, you're definitely struggling to get um, to get crates. So yeah, yeah, well you, the scramble I think is fine. Like scramble because I mean you don't need your action per se because you 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 have force the force points no matter what, and you know you know rack always has some sort of a mod. Um, I don't know. I like it. I'm. I. I don't know if I would do the fifth brother gunner personally. I almost would probably reutilize some of those points, but I can. I could see why you would want that that fifth brother gunner on there for the pure fact of pushing that extra crit through, which in a lot of places are really good. And this is this is somewhat my my take on second sister as well. I like this build, um, because with second sister you're always just taking that evade every single time. And you because you have passive mods. And I, I, I think I I haven't seen anybody put Second Sister on the table yet. Um, but it's on my list of ships I want to try. Um, and I I'm stupid. I should have brought that for Aces High last weekend and just played that instead. That would have been fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, so some hot news uh developing right now over in the Nickel City League. Uh it looks like Manny has beaten Matt Merch for Team Fox. To end that series, uh, they just posted nineteen to fifteen. For who? I'm sorry. Uh, Team Fox has lost their last round. They did. Wow. Hey, good job, Manny. Good job. You helped. Yeah. You helped. You helped out Team Endgame without meaning to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes the week, then, right? Yeah, that would conclude the week there. Yeah. All right. Well, we will obviously. We obviously will be covering that next week too. Um, so especially if we yeah. lose. So if we, if we lose, <laughs> if we lose, we'll be having a reflection back um on it. But anyway, let's let's not think about that. Let's think about us winning and um how many times JJ's gonna actually win this this week. So we we gotta get our dubs. Gotta get our dubs, JJ. Yeah. I mean I, I got a tournament to practice for for this weekend as well. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> no worries. So the next one here is brought uh, brought to us by Deslin here from the chat here. It's another Empire list that we have here. It's a five-ship Imperial Salad, uh, starting with my new favorite TIE fighter that I've been using a lot is Magna Tolbin with Squad Leader HLC. Uh, we have Seven Sister in the TIE Advanced V1 with Brilliant Invasion, Elusive, Crack Shot, Fire Control System, and Concussion Missiles. Uh, we have Second Sister in the TIE Interceptor with Malice, Predator, and Shield Upgrade. Iden Versio with Elusive Ion Cannon and Juno Eclipse with Marksmanship Pattern Analyzer and Fire Control System to round off the list. Uh, really solid. This is a very tough list to pin down, especially when you look at the V1 and the Interceptor with Seventh and Second Sister. Um, Seventh Sister, really, really hard to uh, to take down with Brilliant Invasion and Elusive and the ability to take an evade. Uh, it is a, a really interesting list. Uh, if you're not familiar with Magna Tolvin, uh, it is a three-point 
TIE Fighter um, that can take Squad Leader. Uh, the ability uh, allows for Magda to coordinate one of the her friendly ships. And then as soon as she receives a stress, she is able to perform a white action, which you can use to either uh, do a scenario action, like claim a salvage token, or do a, um, a scramble action. And uh, and you, you're giving out tokens left and right. It is a very, very good ship to coordinate, and it's very cheap at three points. All right, so... so so okay, let me get this right. Let me let me get this because she she can perform action white actions up until she's got two stress right. So you can you can three k or four k, no questions asked. Yes, yes, and then still take a a action Regular action. Yeah. Yep. So how do you get the coordinate from red to white? So assuming that she starts off not stressed, right? Um, the squad leader upgrade is a red coordinate action. So the second she coordinates, she gains that stress from the coordinate action, which gives her now the ability to perform a white action because she just received that stress. So after she does that coordinate, then she could take a focus or invade or do a scenario action. After she does that, she does a blue maneuver, removes the stress, rinse and repeat. Okay, so you 3K and then. But how do you. If you, do a, if you do a 3K, you can't do the. the okay. Um, okay. The coordinate, because at that point, that's that's still a red coordinate. But if okay. you're not stressed, that's that's where you need it to pull up that combo. So, yeah. I see. So you can just go one forward or, you know, the, the two forward or whatever, the three forward and. um Or a three bank or any of the hard menu. You can, so you can one hard. Mm-hmm. And then you would be able to hit do the squad leader coordinate. You then get whatever you coordinate. So if you coordinate a focus, you get a focus. Mm-hmm. If you coordinate a target lock, well, you wouldn't get a target lock because you don't have one. So you would coordinate a focus, I guess, is, is what you're yeah, doing. Or, or an evade or barrel roll. Uh, yeah. And, and put that on there. Or you can uh, put a targeting computer on there and coordinate a target lock as well uh, with and, squad leader. And then I yeah. see, then then after you do that, you get so you get whatever the action you coordinate is, and then after that, you could perform another white action so yeah, you could get so a focus. You would, you would get just a coordinated action, and then your choice of whatever white action on your action bar at that point after you, you do that red coordinate. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, you're yeah. so if you coordinate a focus to, let, to let's just say seven, seven sisters, sister. yeah. you're coordinating a focus, they get they she gets a, a focus token, you get a focus token, and then you could take a yeah. normal action. For an event. No, you're, you're you're confusing it with the Psy, uh, like Lieutenant Psy in the shuttle. She she's able to just do that coordinate action, and then at, uh, when she receives a stress token, at that point, that's when she's able to do an action herself. She doesn't get the the token for whatever. Oh, okay, she I just see. Is able to give that action. Yeah, I see. So she's given an action, but only whatever's on her bar. She doesn't also get it. Okay, yeah. so not as broken. Not that that broken then. Like I was a little yeah. worried there. That she could be no, able to, no. to, to like, yeah, right. A three point sigh. No, thank you. Take get okay. that out of here, bro. <laughs> right. I feel a lot better. I feel better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now um, for um, the loadout for Seven Sister, what are your thoughts on it? Um, outside of the crack shot, I like it. Like, I like the brilliant evasion, and I like the elusive a lot. Um, I don't 
the concussion missiles, I don't know. I, I've just always been fond of Prockets on them, but that's just me. And I know that's stupid, um, really, in the long run of things. Um, Prockets are not what you probably should put on them, but that's just what I'm used to from 2.0. I don't like the crack shot, personally, because I don't think I would get crack shot off that often. But that's just me. Um, I do like Brilliant Evasion, and I do like Elusive, because it keeps them alive. A lot longer i would probably put trick shot if it were me and then i would probably put um trick shot and magpults on her but that's again that's just a personal preference of wanting to have um so, something that's an i4 that's a crit dealer so for for trick shot what are you giving up uh brilliant invasion and an elusive or brilliant no you, your concussion missiles shot? go down to mag pulse so you save a point okay and then you you sense. you bump up crack shot to trick shot okay and i don't think you're All gonna right. get trick shot off that often personally but i i think i think being able to roll a native three dice when your mag pulse is gone if you would rather is pretty is pretty good so for me, I think uh, doing Malice on Seven Sister with like Predator um, gets uh, like gets it really efficient. I think for that um, because you're able to regen that force um, if you're able to draw that pilot crit. But at the same time, you also want to use Seven Sister's ability. So I almost want to go Juke as well um, on this particular platform. Um, but at that point, you have to sacrifice um, three of your... I mean, you could sacrifice the missiles, but it, it's just not as efficient at that point. Um, I almost do prefer Predator over uh, over Crackshot, um, just to give uh, Seven Sister the best possible chance to use her ability, which is also a Crackshot. Um, but being able to cancel two results of Crackshot and her ability is pretty good as well. Um, it is. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of like tossed up in the air because she she could be a really good anti ace if you're able to line up that crack shot um, uh, up really well. Um, you can put in some serious damage, um, but it does require a lot of work. Which you do have Magda to provide you with those tokens, uh, which you know you can link uh, into like a barrel or a boost before you move, um, and then just uh, like target lock up if you need to. Um, but yeah, that is that is pretty good. And see, and that's why I had thought about the trick shot type thing, right? Because you can yeah. go right behind that obstacle and then barrel roll before your next turn, you know? Ah, that's true. Yeah, like a sensitive control almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, again, it's a little bit more work. <laughs> we're we're, we're yeah. putting a lot of work into doing it, but once or twice a game, like, okay, once a game, I think is pretty dope, right? Because you're, like, people will not expect that type of thing. Um, I also want to say, do you want a spicy take on Aiden? Yeah. I think we should stop running Ion Cannon on Aiden. Okay. What what do it, you replace? Um again, you could be a dick and put Juke on Aiden. You just lose okay. you, you're losing your three dice shot, but you could put Juke on Aiden and Elusive. <laughs> and you always take the evade. You always have Juke. And you always have elusive ready. It just seems pretty dirty to me. Like, do you want your item to live longer? There you go. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, other than that, yeah, I think, you know, like I, I would have to play the Juno Eclipse a little bit more, but I think that's a pretty solid build. The pattern analyzer, 
Um, and, 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 and the nice thing is Magna can go with Juno or Seven Sister. It doesn't really matter. She yeah, literally exactly. can go either which way. Um, because if you give Juno a focus and the target lock and can do a three, you know, talent, like pff, that's pretty good, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Now, so. what are your thoughts on Juno Eclipse? I, I've been like working on different loadouts for her and I, I can't really settle on which one is the best one for her. Uh, what are your thoughts on Juno? Uh, I like that it's four points. I wish it had a little bit more um loadout i guess that's really my my i i would like her to have 12 loadout that's what i would like yeah but other than that i i i i find i find it pretty decent and it's only because your talent slot just becomes nothing how about this if you gave her one more loadout i would probably be happy because i could take elusive (laughs) so um but i would really I would really like to have a few more loadout points to allow me to take passive sensors um, with it. I mean, she's an I-5, so I don't know if you really get much use out of passive. I think you do. Um, I I think... See, now, the one upgrade that I've been really like debating on Juno is Prime Thrusters, but that, that pretty much eats up... Actually, I don't think she can take it now that I think about it. Yeah, let me check the cost. Of what prime thrusters? Yeah, prime but thrusters. isn't that like eight points or something like those oh, six points? Uh, let's see here. I think it's six points. It is six points. Yeah, six points, and that leaves you space for fire control system, and that essentially allows Juno to uh, do a um, a four K or three Talon and still be able to use her ability. Yeah. I think I think I think that's okay too. I think I would play with that. I think if we gave her one or two more loadout points, we're we're fine. Um, giving her twelve, it's probably me being selfish, but I don't. If she goes up to an uh, to a five point ship, she never gets play. You you would never take her. You just I could take seven sister. Uh, I could take second sister. No, <laughs> like like I'm not gonna take Juno over either of those for the most part. I've watched Juno die very quickly, so. All right, let's go to a Seppi list with, oh my gosh, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five bombers. Crispy, what are you brewing here? <laughs> we have a outmaneuver standard loadout Grievous. Then we have two SOC droids. One is the 404. One is the 32C. Then we have three bombardment drones with proxies and independent calculates. And because AMG said, hey, you don't have to you don't have to take the um the standardized the, the, the standardized loadouts for all these, you can run indies and run the COC or SOC loadouts. JJ, what do you think about this list? I think this is really good. Uh, this is a really good list to uh, to do a lot of objectives on. It's a lot of beef. I mean, you got, let's see, just in the Bombers alone, 20, 25 health um, to go through for all those Bombers. And then you got General Grievous that you got to deal with who's going to be outmaneuvering you. Um, it's it's definitely a list that can um, that can do a lot on the on the field. And man, I mean, just those proximity mines alone, that's going to be tough to go through. Not to mention DBS 
being able to jam you after a game to calculate and 404 being able to use those APTs uh, for a great effect. And if you blow one of them up, you're going to set up uh, 32C to, to get into a target lock position to launch your plasmas or a 404 to be able to launch that proton torpedo at you. It's going to be um, just a lot of bad choices. Uh, man, Crispy likes to make these uh, these lists. It's really good. Yeah, I would like to actually I will play that. I actually I don't own five bombers, but I would play this online. I only own three because I've never ran five before. I've never had I've never put five. Bomb- I used to run three bombers and what four droids or something like that back in 2.0. Um, I think this would be decent exp- like at objectives. So I'm going to say that like I actually think this is a pretty semi competitive list to some extent. Um, I would have to put it on the table to play with it. But you have, you know, five bodies that can do multiple things and can be independent of each other. So um, really, your 404 and your 32C, they just have to be at range three, I believe, of each other. So really, you set one up on the side and one down the center or two down the center. And then your bombardment drones are all independents. Like, it doesn't matter. You put them wherever you want. And if your opponent goes after Grievous, you have five droids taking objectives or coming in to murder you. Um, so, and if you think about it with the way that those um, stru- overlaid rocks locks work, you're not really putting 404 and 32C on rocks for very long. It's, it's really, you're putting them on there to get on them and then clear them and go off them. That's what you're doing with it. Um, and yes, I played a little bit of 404, so that's how I ran 404, is I would go throw them on the middle of the rock, and then the next turn I would leave the rock and save that extra charge for another turn. For another emergency turn, yeah. Yeah, sense. and then I use 404 as somewhat of a blocker, slash the ability to, like, usually I'm getting the initiative, so I'm moving first, taking my target lock, and then I have other people sharing calculates. I will say I would test this list without independence, though, just to see what it does because then you can now share. So you can run each two bombers together and then the third one can kind of float and do whatever you want. Um, so I would test this without Indies and see if it works too. That's fair. Would you, um, I think in, yeah, but then that, I was thinking the 311 droid to pass along calculates, but that really reduces the effectiveness of it. But yeah, I would definitely like to just yeah. see how it works without independence. Look, I don't think I, DFSS 311 should just be two points. Once they move that to three points, we're fine. Or two points, yeah. then we're fine. Until they do that, it's not. I'm, that vulture is not worth three points, period. Yeah. All right. So I threw a list in here for JJ to critique me on, or anybody else uh, in the chat that wants to critique me. I would like to run some Tri Fighters. I own four of them. I actually own five of them. Because I was super smart and bought tri- <laughs> and bought a bunch of tri fighters when they came out. <sighs> so I thought it would be fun to run three of the SOCs, the Phallix and the 347, and then run Dolan Voss with notorious Magpults and Overtune modulators. Not indie calculates, no indie calculates on those ships, then run yeah. Dirge with proton cannons treacherous and because i don't have grievous i'm gonna throw grievous on there because the theory is is dirge can fly behind other ships give them the strain 
be always be have ships between them. Always giving out treacherous. If somebody dies, gets treacherous back. If somebody dies, you get grievous back. <laughs> so you like you could in one turn get two extra damage canceling effects with dirge, and then on top of that, dirge has their own life force that never works for me, but works for a lot of other people. I found out just not me. Um, and then two droids, the iron assembler and DFS 81, uh, both with energy shells for the output. I think this is a moderate alpha strike. Um, again, dirge, you could drop dirge and take the two droids, or you could drop the two droids to take dirge. So that's kind of the, the idea is do you want four, do you want five ships or six ships? So your your main thing is dirge or the two vultures, correct? Yeah, I'll either take yeah, I think I want to I, I will argue that you could drop any one of the, the tri fighters and and have kind of like a mixed initiative list, but like yeah. um the DFS the, 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 the DFS 37, like that's the one that I think that's an I four. But I think those phallics are fives. I think Dalin is five, or Valen is five, and Dirge is five. So uh, you could so drop one, any one of these ships and take two droids if you would like. Yeah, I see. So um, that's that is a tough call. Um, so the the three four seven tri fighter he's an initiative three um that costs four points um i would actually drop that one in favor for dirge because i do like dirge as the potential for uh being the crate carrier in salvage um as the objective carrier as well for most of the um for most of the different matchups that you have on there and then having the three initiative fives between volan and flax uh, being able to go out and take out ships as needed. And then the vultures also can serve as those uh, objective grabbers on there. So you have uh, a good six ship list in that way, uh, being able to grab um, a lot of objectives and put out a lot of offensive output that way. Um, I think that's probably the better call. If not, I would, uh, if you do decide to drop um, somebody else, I think dropping dirge in favor for uh dis t81 the standard version uh not the siege of Coruscant version because you're able to uh still use your friendly's calculate tokens to um to modded shots and it doesn't require them to have or not have independent calculations like if you're flying nearby one of the vultures that's double uh calculated it can use those calculates for its mods on offense and defense. Um, so it's definitely very versatile in that way. And it has 12 points where you can put in a shield upgrade and fire control system and predator, and you're good. Yeah. I just want to make some tries work. I just want tries to be good again. Like, you just really want something different for CIS. Like, yeah. after this tournament, like, I've been running the same CIS list since. September. So I either need to switch factions and run like things that are not CIS, which I think is really where I need to do, or um I need a new CIS style type list. Like and this the idea behind this is we don't have Django anymore, right? You know, 
is Jingle worth two of those tri fighters? Probably not. But, but if this did work, this is a list without Grievous, per se, real Grievous, and Jingo. And that seems, I don't know, that seems pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I think going like dropping the 347 try is the way to go. And you got a very, very solid list. I actually, if I had one more try, um, <sighs> I would probably run this list in person. Um, if not, I think I'm going to give this a, a go on TTS. This is really, really good. All right. The last list we had, oh, it's JJ's. JJ submitted a list because he saw I submitted a list. So he's like, I, I got to do that. I was feeling uh, left out, man. All right. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna deal with JJ's left out list here. <laughs> what What is on your list, buddy? All right, so I was messing around with some of the newer pilots here, and I wanted to kind of come up with something that wasn't quite like a Rebel Alpha Strike. Um, so the first one, I uh, the the list that I landed on um, is three X-wings and a Z95. So the first one here is Wedge Antilles, so just a regular wedge uh, with Snapshot Predator, Plasma Torpedoes, and the Foils. West Jansen with Snapshot R4 Astromech, Spare Parts Canisters, and the Servo Motor Foils. Luke Skywalker with Shattering Shot, Elusive, Proton Torpedoes, R3 Astromechs, and the Foils, and then Iron Kraken with Snapshot. Now, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Snapshot is a crappy upgrade. I completely understand your, your objection there. However, there's a reason why I've put it on here. Specifically for Iron Kraken, getting that Snapshot triggered his ability on there because his ability works when he performs an attack. So you're able to set up Iron to get that ability off on another ship. Um, hopefully, if you get that snapshot on an initiative four or lower, you're able to get that red action and then uh, uh, help mod one of your other ships with like a focus or a target lock early. And then once he engages again, he can give off another red action after that happens because it is not limited to once per turn. Uh, Wes Jansen, his ability also triggers whenever he performs any attack, so you can do an early snapshot to jam somebody uh, once they move to prevent them from having a target lock or a focus, and you're able to get that off early to make sure that they're, um, they're not modded or they stay unmodded to help set up a shot for Luke or Wedge to go in and get a, um, a good shot into that unmodded ship for later on to follow up. Um, I decided to put it on Wedge because Snapshot does work with his ability, so he can basically shoot at a ship with two dice, and they have to roll one less, and it's unmodded. So you could get some potential early damage from Wedge and potentially set up a good shot for somebody else. Um, so that's why I put it on there. Um, he still has Plasma Torpedoes, which is really good on Wedge, uh, especially if you're taking that first shot into a heavily shielded ship. Uh, Wedge is more than likely to get that plasma torp to go off, and it acts as as good as a proton torpedo, being able to get rid of that extra shield, and then have the follow up shots from Luke and Wes and Iron. Um, so that's that's why I kind of set it up that way um, for for this high initiative thing. You have three I fives and I six to take on. So the only thing I I, I would change on Wes Wedge is I would dump um, Predator. And I would put that the two point astromech that allows you to do two blue maneuver, basically two reduced basic maneuvers instead. It's three points. It's three points now. You're thinking R four astromechs. Yeah, it's on Wes. Wes has the R four astromech. Is three points. No, I thought there was a two point astro. 
Now, the last points update, they changed it. Well, that's stupid. Okay, that's probably good, but... Yeah, and then um, the other, like, the other three points that I couldn't really decide what to do was spare parts canisters on uh, Wish Jansen. Um, It doesn't really work in terms of, like, recharging any charges on the ship other than to just help break locks on the inner jam if Wes needs to, like, leave. Uh, having the ability to just use that spare parts canister to break all the locks and have a potential uh, cloud to help boost this defense is pretty nice. So you're right there. You could run chopper, I guess. I, I only say that because predator you, predator doesn't work with torpedoes is all. No, it's just whenever you get into that range one shot, um, you have that predator just for mods and have a focus. So what if you drop spare parts in R4 and took uh, ion torpedoes instead would that that be i consider like a, that it's kind yeah. of a double jam with him yeah i consider that i wanted to kind of keep the r4 astromech uh, because uh iron kraken uh being able to give yep. out that red uh, i want to have him to not have his dial limited um so that's why i kind of left the r4 mech on there but i think ion torpedoes is definitely a good um good option for wes or you could also torpedo. You could also drop that R three down to the the R four on Luke, and then give him Malice as well. Oh no, you can't give Malice because it's got Malice. That's right, because yeah. it's he's not Anakin. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except for in my version, <laughs> in my version, he can. So, all right. Well, I think that's a pretty decent list. I think. Um, I don't know. I think it. I. I think it's something you should play with. JJ, I'll be honest with you. You can't mod snapshot, and it only works at range two. Those are the two things I hate about about yeah. it. Like, how about this? I hate that it's range two, especially for nine points. I just feel that it's not as beneficial at yeah. the nine points. But I mean, if you put snapshot on Luke, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can put uh, snapshot I- on Luke too. You just have snapshot on everybody. That. You can also put um, foresight on Luke as well, um, but yeah. it's bullseye. Um, but yeah, I did consider that as well for this list. So, and give me just a second. I'll be right back. If you want to go ahead and transition. All right. So for the last piece per se that we're gonna do is we're gonna cover Siege of Coruscant lists. So essentially the idea here is we talked a little bit last week about Siege of Coruscant. And what I wanted to do is another Academy 101 segment where we talk about list building for Siege of Coruscant. Essentially we only have Republic and Separatist list build. And there's a reason why we will probably build out more later, but for now they, we will only be able to have the Republic and the Separatist list for the pure fact that, um, we aren't going to be able to, I had a hard time building with the other lists right now because they don't get some of the perks that you get when you did the battle of Yarvin. 
that you could bring other ships in and it didn't have like a restriction. This one for the separatist player, you get 25 points, but the restriction is with that being said, you can only regenerate SOC pilots on the Republic side. You can only bring in after round two or three siege of Coruscant pilots. So it didn't really benefit us me per se at least when i was list building to kind of go through that um so what we're going to do is i'm going to just do the base level siege of coruscant list and kind of go from there if anybody has suggestions and wants to give us suggestions on other builds for other factions we have a special tab in our discord where you can go post your list and we will review them and, and talk about them on the show. Um, if we get enough user submitted lists, we'll do a whole segment on it. Um, I just, I didn't have after this weekend, I didn't have the energy to, to try to build something um, for the most part outside of what we already had. So let's bring up our separatist list here. The first list that we have, I went with all SOC pilots for the pure fact that you can bring in, bring them all back to life. So anything that is murdered is able to be brought back to life if it has the SOC caricature after that. If you remember right, the goal for the Republic is to try and ionize and get inside of the invisible hand to get help and rescue him, which they should stop doing because it really does not benefit us in any way, shape or form. But that's what they're trying to do. Is essentially that this list is DFS 81. The Holocron droid, both of them, one of them with ions, one of them with a the discord to help try to kill that other pilot. Then we have the two bombers, the 404 and the 32. Then we have two Aflac droids. Then I have DSF or DIS 347. And then one Bactoid bomber with homing missiles. So JJ, what do you think of this list? Right. So yeah, I do like that uh, that particular uh, list because you do have a lot of ground where you can send out a lot of these droids to cover the majority of the field for this particular scenario and be able to prioritize your attacks on the force carriers, uh, which are the the ones that the Republic needs to keep alive for this uh, for them to win this particular scenario event. So being having um, having those tri fighters there as those pursuit fighters that can keep up with the Jedi ships um, being backed up by the bombers uh, is, is actually a really good loadout. I like these. Uh, I like this particular setup a lot. Yeah. So this was my, my attempt at if you want to run it and, and the reason I'm, the reason I'm doing this is because if you want to run the way they built the scenario, like the true format of this, this is kind of how you would build it. Um, because technically you could you could add Dooku in, which we'll get to in a minute. But essentially, this is the the version of do you want to swarm without a commander based on how they how many cards and things that they gave you. 
So the second list that I have is not going to be only SOC ships. This one I added a DGS 286 to. And then I added the iron assembler. So the iron assembler is really just to help the droids live a little bit longer. And then the GGS 286 droid is, which I did not know this, but that TA 175 went down from 11 points to eight points. I did not know this. Like, how did we miss this? Is that the pinata droid where? Yeah, that's the one. If somebody dies, you get, they, they all get calculates. That's, that's crazy, right? How did this go down? Good, Actually. I don't remember this uh, going down. Yeah, this went down. Uh, I want to say two updates ago. It went really? Down. Did um, I miss it? We should I be. Think... I should be running this. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's just uh, I think because the carrier at five points wasn't really viable, we didn't see it as much. Um, but yeah, definitely that is a fantastic uh, tech droid to have for this particular list, just to be able to. Uh, basically make everybody else better for uh, for these uh, for the assault. Yeah. And the best part about this is it gains a calculate. So even if you do a barrel roll calculate with the stress, you get another calculate. Yeah. This list right here is what when we when we play locally, this is the list I'm putting on the table. 100 percent. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, they I have contingency protocol. protocol. You're right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, Desi. Yeah. This is this so is really, so basically the only two ships that can't re be regenerated is this DGS and the Iron Assembler. Yeah. And I have Grievous on here, which is very dirty in this format because oh no, one of my other droids died. I get Grievous back. <laughs> like, oops. Oh, and yeah. my droid comes back next round. Oops. You know, like, <laughs> it's bad. It's. Benefit all around. It's, it's almost like they built these scenarios and forgot all these other upgrades exist. Yeah, it's like I, I almost wish you you had a um on a talent slot so that we could put treacherous uh on one of, on your uh on your on that your would be awful. There. And that way you can guarantee that the pinata drink goes off <laughs> every yeah, round. So oh my god, that yeah. would be horrible. So good. All right, so the next one that I built that I thought would be fun to fly um, is two bell, bell, belly rubs, one with Grievous and one with Seer. And I'm going to caveat this with Seer could change to that um, TV 80 whatever droid. Um, you just can't run the shield upgrade then. That's all. Which is but fine. You, I mean, you could... But you, you know what you could do, JJ? Um, you know what you could do? You want to know what's really dirty? You could put that T8 and then you could get a beta planing in there, right? That's really good, actually. And then and you then you, you sacrifice the shield and you just take a reinforce every chair. Like, that's so dirty, too. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That's good. Yeah, oh. I like that, actually. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is really good too, right? Because you're feeding the rest of these droids over there and you either have to go and deal with Grievous, uh, who's going to be coming and flank you, or you got a Seer who's giving all these uh, all these droids crack shot and, um, and or you're, you're taking strains uh, with this particular tech droid. So good. Yeah. Really good. 
Yeah. And th- this one I went with mostly C- SOC stuff. Like, I think that Helicon droid could probably change with the ion missiles. Like, I don't know. And you could drop ND calcs on, on them. But to me, this was your um, ultra aggro. And if somebody wipes the back toid or the iron assembler off, so what? Who cares? I'm getting the other droids back, you know? Exactly. All right. The next list is almost identical, except for it has Grievous, <laughs> the Grievous in it. And then it has um, the, uh, let's see, what did it, oh, it has Dooku in it instead. So I just swapped out stuff to have Dooku, basically. Because Dooku comes in the back. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that if you're able to regenerate Dooku, you can fly him much more aggressively. (laughs) Um, At I-5 with Malice, it is really good, Um, especially if you start off with uh, the Simitar title uh, starting off cloaked. You can decloak and do a four straight, and uh, yeah, and you just get into their faces uh, as soon as possible. It's it's just really good. Yeah, so you cannot regenerate Dooku, though you know that, right? Oh, is it only the droids? Okay, it's yeah, only okay. stuff with contingency sense. protocol on it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, if you could regenerate Dooku, that would be broken. It would be broken. <laughs> JJ's trying to give you yeah. broken lists here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I just really th- I really actually genuinely think like that 32C like Wallace so far not shown to be good in standard that jam accent action and the ability to use the plasma torpedoes if another droid dies is really really good be- against some of these um republic ships. So the last one I built is just me memeing a little bit and it's essentially four tri fighters from the SOC pack and then three droids from the SOC pack, two hyenas and one vulture. And this is basically just me saying whatever you kill, if you kill a tri fighter, it comes back because it has contingency protocol on it. So go ahead. I'm going to just do nothing but throw these effing tri fighters at you. They're going to throw three dice. One of them has outmaneuver, by the way. One of them have afterburners and outmaneuver. <laughs> I'm going to throw four of them at you. Go ahead. Kill it. Oh, it comes back next turn. Don't worry. It's good. I'm good. Yeah, the only change I would make to this is dropping the 347 droid for two more uh, regular uh, vulture droids to oh, have independent calculations. And the only reason for that is that you essentially provide that battery of calculates for T81 to have. And if you can All set right. your your uh, debris clouds, because you get three debris clouds that you can deploy on the field, you can have those um, those droids on those clouds, and that way T81 can be around that area to use those extra calculates. I think that would probably be a, a really good use of that. All right. Now we're going to move into Republic lists. I did build a few Republic lists, actually probably more than I should have, but I built some <laughs> Republic lists because I actually like Republic too. So the first one, and so I'm going to, so let me caveat this. I'm going to caveat this. So the way Republic works is you get 20 points of ships and then anything that has SOC on it can be brought in that round three. So anything that has SOC on it, 
can be brought in round three. And essentially it's like, oh, hey, Merry Christmas. Here you go. These get to come in. Now, the caveat is they have to be from the SOC pack, period, to bring those those ships in. I will tell you that the majority of the time I am using Anakin and Obi to do that. (laughs) But the way this list works is you have a choice who you want to bring in. 90% 90% of the lists I built for Republic have Anakin Obi coming in at the end. Is that it's also thematic? Yeah. Right. Um, they don't show up right away. They show up mid fight. So some of me likes that, but it's because they're nine points. So like it gives me more list building room without them. Um, for it. But this list here is strictly an SOC list. If you're running just the base scenario, this is how I would build it. Essentially, you have Jag, Click, Obi, Annie, Wolf, Contrail, and Oddball. You can pick two of the ships to come in at any time. It is a 28-point list, so essentially, they don't tell you you have to be at 20 points, so technically, you can pick two of any of these ships that equal eight or more points and hold them back. So you could put Jag and Wolf in the back. You could put Oddball and Contrail in the back. You could put Click and Oddball in the back. Click and Anakin in the back. There's a bunch of them that you could put in the back. I would never put Click in the back, though. Like, I would always put him in the first run of ships, um, personally. But that's just me. Um, But essentially, this list is designed to ionize, and then you have Jag and Oddball and um to to and, and wolf to do um large damage cleanup that's what it is they're there to pick the droids off before they get to shoot and that's hence why i went with i5 tri fighters <laughs> just so you know <laughs> because then they don't get to die before they get to shoot um unless anakin gets some so that's true yeah thoughts jj and e so um, I do like this list, uh, just having the flexibility of being able to um, choose which one you want to like swap out. Um, I do think, though, that Oddball at five points, I don't know if he's necessarily um, a, a ship I would want to consider to put into this particular list there. Um, I mean, it, it, for that, I'm, I'm actually leaning more towards having Wolf and Jag and Click and then three other Z95 clone pilots. But that uh, doesn't... So so that's great. But you got to save that to the next one because this list is specifically SOC only. I see, I see. Yeah, this one is designed to be SOC only. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. Yep, and that was, again, like, the idea is is I want to give everybody a way to play this without violating the rules. And now... Let's move into, let's violate the rules. So as you can see here, I did not put oddball, oddball in here. As you can see, I have Jag, Wolf, Kickback, Click, Stub, Contrail, which was essentially Sean's list that has done very well, and then said, oh, why don't I give them Obi and Anakin? 
So here, JJ, is where you can make your comments on what you would change up. Uh, well, yeah, I definitely do like the, obviously, the addition of uh, Contrail on here. Contrail is definitely a very, very good option uh, for this list. Uh, being able to use the uh, precise extramic to double mods its shots is super good. Um, uh, but again, oddball at, uh, at five points there. It's, it, it is a tank, but I feel under the continued barrage of all those... Um, all those vultures it is really really tough to to justify having that much points in a single ship that could realistically only fire out the front most of the time um before it gets gunned down or gets critted so it's it is tough yeah i don't know so there's that one the next one i built is a little bit skimpier <laughs> I there I do have the three arcs in play with Jag or with Click and Shakti. You could sub Shakti and Obi out and then bring Anakin and the other one back in. And so the idea with this one is you get Shakti um as kind of a early onset ion cannon. You have Jag, Wolf, and Oddball to start killing things off. Because they say you cannot bring these ships back until another round. It gives you the ability to get like an aggressive alpha strike out out front. And then bring your other Adas in to kind of say, hey, let me help you. Just a little bit different. Um, take again, a little bit more AC play is, is going to be this one. But I feel this one is to me is going to say, hey. Do you want to go for the ion mechanic? That's what this one is trying to uh, accomplish. I have everybody up front being a, being um out to try to take as many droids off the board as you can, and then bring everything in in the background to do the ionization um from for them. Yeah, I definitely like this this uh, this particular theme for this one um, because Shakti also being able to use force for her ability. Uh, being able to coordinate um, two of the Siege of Coruscant ships, or the, sorry, the clones, I should say, were born for this, um, and being able to give them those extra mods so that way they can share it between all of them um, is uh, is actually really, really good. I like it a lot. All right. The next list is completely off the rails. This is with Click, Contrail, Oddball in a Y-Wing, with Ion Cannon, Ion Torpedoes, and Hotshot Gunner, baby, to strip those, those, those things. Then Broadside with Ion Cannon and Ion Torpedoes and R3. R3. Then Wolf with Ion Missiles and Ion Bombs. <laughs> and Jag... And Anakin. I like it a lot. This is definitely like going after the objective a lot, being put to put on those ions so that way you can put in as much damage as possible. The only change I would make is on Will on Tarkin, um, probably swapping out uh the bombs, probably for the R3 astromech on Tarkin. Um, Tarkin's abilities, you're able to, as long as you have a target lock on an enemy. 
uh, which you can put on, like, let's say, the objective if you want to, or a particular ship that you want to take off the board. Um, you can pass uh, that particular target lock to one of your other ships, so that way they can take a shot as well. Um, I think that's probably the better call for Tarkin. Um, but beyond that, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, this is the one I want to run right here, just so you know, because this is so silly and memey. <laughs> like, it's like Ion, 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 Ion. If you cannot win with this, I don't know what will like to me. This is like you can go in and this is like, I don't care about your droids. I'm literally just going to drop a bunch of ion shit everywhere. And your droids will never be able to take calculates again. <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> can you ima imagine? I'm going to take contrail right in with, with, with that and, 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 and wolf. And I'm just going to put them on either side of that stupid objective token thing, drop an ion bomb, one bank or one hard, drop another ion bomb, and boom, I've just ionized this for everybody to come in and shoot it. <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. Um, so then I decided, oops, sorry. Then I decided that I wanted to do one with um a with a dual lat <laughs> because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I figured the lat helps with the rerolls. So I have Warthog with dedicated to help them all live. Hondo! Because Hondo needs to be in this scenario. Even though he was not at that battle, we don't know if he was like hiding, stealing cargo somewhere. Um, Agile Gunner, Seventh Fleet, and Synchronized Council. And yes, Warthog will work in this list because I get two Loyalist Volunteers which I could subcontrail out for a third loyalist volunteer, Bo all, both with ion bombs. So they live no matter what for that turn. And then contrail sicko with Wolfpack, by the way, Wolfpack is insane in this list. Wolfpack is such a good upgrade for this thing. And I don't know, JJ, do you know what Wolfpack does? Uh, yeah, it uh, after friend the ship at range zero to three defense of the attackers in the firing arc of the ship that has wolf pack, the defender may gain a strain token to acquire luck on the attacker. Um, it's definitely a good way to set yourself up for follow up shots from the rest of your list there. Um, yep. However, I gotta say, I, I after seeing it a few times on Hexiles, I like the combination on Sicko of multi missile pods with C3PO. Because All right, you yep. can you can do the the double calculate with three PO, and that still gives you the option to have to shoot with multi missile pods. Which in this particular objective, you have a plethora of different uh, like targets where you can target with multi missile pods, and potentially shoot a four or five die shot with multi missile pods from a lat, and still have the re rolls to back it up as well. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. I agree with you. Um. And I think that might be that might that might actually just be the better sicko to go with, to be honest with you. Um, which at that point then you could switch out Hondo for Wolfpack, right? Oh no, you can't because you can't have Agile Gunner. Uh yeah. I don't know, you could do that. I think I think you're right. Maybe you still do that anyway. Because it makes it a little bit more of an aggro um list. Yeah, absolutely. And then is this your build for the last one? 
Yeah. Um, this is kind of like what I was talking about here. So obviously Anakin and Obi-Wan will be the ones that I would send off to the side to come in later. Then your standard build out of Wolf, Jag, and Click um, to go in there. I think they just pair very well together. Contrail, uh, very solid option for the Ions, being able to have that Ion Bomb there and having the position Astromech to double mod Contrail shots <coughs> at three points. Very, very good. That leaves you six points to add in. I put in Hawk to help uh, give the boost to all of these ships and then uh, Stub uh, to go in there. Now, the combo for this is Jag with the rest of these ships. Um, Jag can acquire a lock once Wolf or a Contrail shoots at a particular ship. Then he can use Synchronized Console uh, to uh, pass it on to Hawk to shoot off the cluster missile. And then uh, they can fire control off of that lock and then pass it on. Um, I actually meant to put synchronize instead of munitions failsafe. Um, <laughs> and then pass it on to Stub, who also should have synchronized instead of munitions failsafe, to um, to get that missile off again and then pass it right back to Jag after all that's done. Um, it is just a really great way to mod all your shots across the board, across all these initiative threes. Um, if you can set it up correctly, you can get one shot at uh, cluster missiles at the objective and then another one at possibly a droid around that area to um, to maximize your firepower with all these ships. Yeah, so are you bringing Annie and Obi in at the end? Is that who your like choices yeah. are to bring in? Yeah, they, those okay. would be my choices, yeah, definitely. Yeah, which makes sense. And again, I think, unfortunately, I think that's how they designed the scenario is like, just take these yeah. two point nine point ships that are going to die pretty easily um, in at the end. Um, I don't know. I like it. I actually like that take on that one quite a bit. Um, uh, and I think I think I would test this one out as well. I own the ships to be able to do that. Um, so I think we I, I think I could come up and, and play that one as well. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. So but uh, yeah, I, I haven't had the chance to play this as of yet, um, but uh, I'm excited to play this scenario whenever I get the time to uh, to try this out. Uh, this uh, was definitely a really fun pack. They have a lot of great pilots, and I think that uh, AMG did a really good job at least designing the scenario. I know that there was some issues with the print for some of uh, for this and Hotshot and Aces pack, but as far as the scenario design as well uh, for a lot of these pilots, uh, I think they did a really good job. I agree. And so here's the deal. We have three weeks between here and the new year. We really do. We we are possibly going to stream some games of JJ and I. And again, it, it all depends on JJ's schedule um, with, you know, his kids and, and his work and stuff like that in the holidays. But now that JJ lives with his relatives, it might be a little bit easier because it's just like he can do the holidays and never have to go home because he's already at home. And then you can just go upstairs and play games with me. Um. And Charles has officially stated that after the 18th of December, he will have more free time to hang out. Um, I would really like to get, you know, yeah, maybe even get Matt back or John or somebody and do like a four on four live stream of one of these or two of these scenarios, you know, in the next couple of weeks where we just have fun, just chill out, have fun. Um, I know we're prepping for Kyber Cup and I hate to say it and we're I really hate to say it because I really want to play these scenarios. I really do. But 
but I think unless I go with the list that I've been flying for Kyber Cup, I'm I'm going to have to prep for that. But if I choose that list, we may just like play a few more of these scenarios during the week. I know during the week of Christmas and the week after Christmas, I'm on call that week, but I have like nobody on my team, but two other people are working. So there's literally three of us. So there will be plenty of time even during the day to stream and play games and all of that. If you would like to join us in playing one of these, and there are certain days in the last two weeks of the year that you can play, either send us a message on Discord or post in the list building threads that, hey, this is who I am. This is what I will. I would like. I'll be able to play on these specific days at these times. We will happily start again. We will happily try to find as much as we can to stream. Otherwise, what we'll do next week is we're just going to post a bunch of times and days that JJ and I commit to um, that you can join us. And, and and our goal is to have like, so if we do a stream for two hours with one of these new scenarios, we want at least two other people to play with us. And I'll tell you what, if we get like six people that want to play on that day, JJ and I will just commentate and let you all play. We, we could do that too. So if you want to be a part of these scenarios, which we're very excited to, to, to play, and, and I don't care what my locals do. I guarantee you, I will find somebody to play these with. Um, especially the, the Siege of Coruscant stuff. I really am excited to put that on the table and play that. <sighs> well, thank you all for coming on the journey with us today. We had a great time. If you would like to continue to submit lists for list building challenges or, or critiques or discussions, we have a list building community thread inside of our discord. You're welcome to post them in. I know flying mighty had mentioned one earlier, but I never saw the link for it. So flying mighty either jump in our discord or message uh, JJ and I, and we will put you on next week. If we get enough lists, we'll do this every week. I don't care. How about this? If I get one list, I will do this every week, no matter what. And I will not let JJ put a bunch of his own lists in there. <laughs> I will just do the list, one. Dude. No, you had one like seven. <laughs> you had seven. I told you you only were allowed one. Um, uh, but but anyway, if you if you would like to do those things, that that is a segment that we really do like, and like I would do that every week, a hundred percent, um, every week. So, all right. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. Have a great week, and we'll see you. Next week, either with Nickel City game, X-Wing games or um, next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time.